0: The Coonhound Collective Podcast is brought to you by Conkies Outdoors, because we support the people who support our way of life, and CZ Welding and Fabrication, custom dog boxes built by hunters for hunters. Check these guys out today. This is your host, Jason Snurgrove, and I will be your guide as we journey down the road to pleasure hunt or hitting the long trail to those great cop hunts. This is the Coon Hound Collective Podcast. Alright, welcome to the Coon Hound Collective Podcast today. Today's going to be a little bit different than the normal type of podcast we do. We're still interviewing somebody. Uh, it's just going to be just a little bit different. We're going to have Brad Luttrell from Go Wild with us today talking about the app if you haven't went over and checked out go wild pause this download go wild on your phone sign up for our account the more you use it the more points you earn you can redeem those for rewards I, i've already done that uh, it, i really like it uh, it in, it works really well uh, i was able to actually buy me a pair of rubber boots off there uh, got a really good deal on them so if you haven't done that pause that pause this real quick go over download go wild in the app store android or iphone and check it out that way while brad's talking you can kind of see what he's talking about there so we're gonna brad's gonna be joining us by phone so stand by we'll get him on the line hello hey brad how's it going good how are you Oh, pretty good, man. Uh, sunshine in here in Missouri, so that's a, that's a good thing. It's been raining for a week straight.
1: I saw you're in uh, Springfield. Is that right?
0: Yeah, uh, just just south of there. I'm, I'm actually in Branson today. Uh, I have a lawn and landscape business, and we do a lot of grass cutting for the city of Branson. So we are actually, I'm actually doing this podcast from my truck uh, <laughs> today. I, I had planned to be off today, but I didn't know it was gonna monsoon last week
1: yeah well i hear you um we've got uh one of our developers lives in springfield
0: oh cool yeah yeah (laughs) we're uh we live we live out in the country we're about mm, 30 40 minutes kind of south and west of springfield and about the same north and west
1: of branson yeah for sure man well cool i'm looking forward to talking to you today
0: yeah well we'll uh we'll we'll jump right into it so Why don't you uh, go ahead and tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself uh, and kind of where you're from and all.
1: Yes, sir. Well, I'm not from Alabama, but I am from what a lot of people consider down south. So I'm from Appalachia in Middlesbrough, Kentucky, born in uh, eastern Kentucky and grew up there and uh, lived there for 18 years. And then pretty much have spent most of my life in Kentucky. I lived in Tennessee for about nine months (laughs) and uh, ended up coming right back to Kentucky. So I guess I'm Kentucky. Uh, born and raised and probably die here. So, uh, you know, I ended up, I, I did a lot of uh, hunting and fishing growing up and spent a whole lot of time doing stuff like four-wheeling and camping and just, just grew up loving the outdoors. And in a lot of ways, it uh, in, in, in such a way that I feel like a lot of kids won't do anymore because of the internet. You know, I'm kind of that last generation that grew up uh, without a strong internet presence and um i still vividly remember some of my first times using the internet as a kid uh you know i think it was in fourth grade before we really even saw it in in action in class you know versus my kids now who have you know smart boards and youtube and all this stuff so a lot of that really pushed us outside and um grew grew up with college went to university of kentucky got a journalism degree and you know my whole career has been a series of of pivots and you know so i did journalism for a while i did advertising for a while done pr um and you know ultimately you you, i've talked to a lot of people who after college end up gravitating back towards where they're from or towards their roots just like i'm sure you you know miss alabama uh from time to time right like you always just kind of have that longing for home and i think um part of me was getting um enjoyed getting back into hunting and and fishing a little bit after college and um, I did that in my professional career while I was you know building my professional career up and through all this kind of came up with this concept of go wild as a a place where you could post and connect with other people and you know one thing that was really important to me was to learn you know I was uh, my dad didn't deer hunt and I was trying to get good at deer hunting and I didn't really have a mentor for that so I was trying to find connections online and to find places to forums and whatnot and i was like man this sucks (laughs) trying trying to learn whitetail hunting uh this is pre you know the hunting public and you know meat eater wasn't on netflix and you know this is just a different time and that, that was 2014 that i was really struggling with with that experience and then in 2016 got the idea for the platform and uh, you know, we, me and three other guys through my basement and over some pizzas and with my dog hanging out with us in the basement, built a, this platform and got it live. And, you know, it's been wild to see what it's grown up to. Uh, and I've just kind of talked already for like five minutes of your podcast here. So I'll stop and see if there's a question on any of that. And if not, I could tell a little bit about what the platform is.
0: Yeah, no, you, you go ahead on my intro before I called. I, I ask everybody to pause, go to their app store, download the Go Wild app. Uh, that way, as you kind of go through this thing, they can kind of see what you're talking about. I've been using it for a little bit, racking up some points, actually got, uh, wore out a pair of muck boots and (laughs) I ordered me a pair of redhead boots with my reward, reward points that I've earned already through, uh, through go wild. So yeah, just go ahead.
1: Awesome. So you know, the, the platform's changed a lot. And I always tell people, because I, I do a lot of podcasts, and I always tell people, if you if you haven't been on in the last couple of years, you know, because we started this, we got it live in a, a beta product, uh, which means it was still kind of been tested and rough, roughed out in 2017. And so a lot of people tried it out in those early days. And, you know, I didn't even go full-time with this until 2018. So it's changed a ton. And, and really over the last, I would say, year, um we've really started to find who we are and what people like with this platform and it, it's it's blowing up right now if you're on the app you've seen all the new people coming in and today we have really three functionalities of go out so there is a really strong social component that's what we're founded as that's what we do well you can share your deer you can share um you know if you're a trapper you can share those that content if you're an angler you can share all that and you're not going to get bullied by it because you're in a community that that understands you know what you do they understand the the value of hunting they understand hunting is conservation they understand fishing um you know even on Facebook right now saltwater fish uh fishermen are getting their content taken down because it's got blood in it and i i don't know about you jason but every You know chef i've ever talked to says you should kill the fish before you eat it so it's like it's a little strange to me that like that's the rule is that the fish can't have blood on it but i mean that's the kind of madness people deal with on other platforms so first and foremost we're a social place where you can share content and not worry about being harassed Uh, the, the next thing we have on the platform is shopping as a functionality and and that sounds weird at first uh but but what we we did this because people wanted it right over time uh, we noticed that everybody was talking about gear and what gear people were using and so naturally we are a business we have to make money so instead of trying to build you know this advertising giant like a fa- how facebook makes their money we've really leaned into um selling gear and helping people find gear that is reliable you know a cool part of the social platform is as you use those new boots you bought You can tag those on future hunts and share how they're working for you and over time you know as the whole community does that we start to figure out what products perform the best and what don't so you know our goal is to help people find gear that works and you know avoid gear that doesn't and then the the third component to go out today is the reward system so as you share as you shop as you invite friends and all this stuff you you get points and it's not exactly like airline miles, but you can kind of think of it that way as they build up, you know, you, you don't cash them in like you do with air mile airline miles, but you get points for every little bit of action you do in the app. As you get those profile points, you're unlocking rewards along the way. And these are always changing. So it's not a guarantee that any certain reward that your buddy got will be what you get. But, you know, right now, today we have, if you create your account, you get $10. If you, um, if you I don't remember exact point volumes, but it's fairly easy to unlock a sticker, you know, as you keep going, you'll unlock discounts, there's, um, there's free shirts, there's uh, gift cards, there's a free knife, once you get up really high in the points like there's all kinds of really cool stuff. And so the, the idea here being and people people ask me like, how in the world are you guys making money doing this? And um, you know, we look at this as all, in some ways as a marketing expense up front. You know, it's us trying to show people like, hey, there's other places you can shop. There's other places you can share. And they get into it thinking they're just going to get a free shirt. And they end up really liking the platform, like literally 98% of people who get to uh, unlock two rewards stay because they, they've been there long enough that they're like, man, this is really cool. I'm talking to people in my area who do exactly what I do. I'm getting feedback from people who uh, really understand um, trapping or or fly fishing or whatever you're passionate about, right? So the reward system has been by far the most popular thing we've ever launched. Um, It's kind of been, uh, it's it's probably the only product that has ever like completely overwhelmed us. You know, um, we we didn't expect it to, I mean, we knew it was gonna be popular because we're giving away some free stuff, but like, holy cow. Um, I think Dan, who's sitting in the office next to me at times is here in, until like nine o'clock some nights trying to catch up on this stuff. And we're shipping thousands upon thousands of shirts and stickers and all this stuff. Um, but again, it's working out because people are learning about us. They're telling their friends and and they're like you, they're buying, you know, they are shopping through us. So uh, it's a cool platform man. it's really different. Um, you know, it's the kind of thing that like uh if if even if i wasn't the founder i would use it that's what we designed it for because i wanted to be able to connect with other people right like i love to hunt and fish and talk to other people that do that as well so uh if you're into any of those things you're definitely going to like it once you get into this community
0: Yeah, well i know you know most of my listeners are going to be hound people that coon hunt or maybe they squirrel hunt or they do something with hounds and we we constantly get attacked in other media platforms for you know our dog looks too skinny even though it's in shape and your dog is probably like my lab that's at the house. It's too fat. But, um, right. So I've really enjoyed being able to post, you know, pictures and videos over there and see other people's content. And the really cool thing is you, there's a button that's uh, called, I think it's near me or nearby me or something like that. You can click on it and it'll show people close in to your area that, has the same likes that you that you do i i really really do like it and it's one of those things that it's kind of like um some of these other social platforms some of them you know it just takes a a little bit to get used to using and like me it took me a few few times of playing with it and and posting stuff and just come you know putting whatever on there to really get the hang of how it works and, and i've really enjoyed it hey guys this is jason over at the coonhound collective podcast Is your dog box starting to get warm? Maybe it's starting to get a little crack like mine is. Maybe you've just been thinking about it's time to upgrade to a a new box, but you've asked your buddies and you're just not real sure what direction to go in. Well, let me help you out here. Go check my friends out at CZ Welding and Fabrication Custom Dog Boxes and Aluminum Products on Facebook. You can check out all their custom work they do there and their designs that they do. If you don't see something that you don't exactly like there, reach out to Nathan at 540-810-5439, 540-810-5439, or send him a message through the Facebook page. I bet he can fix you up. Don't wait till fall to get that new dog box. Go ahead, get that dog box now. Get you you something looking good in the back of your truck that, that you can be proud of and that you can haul your dog around in comfort. Check my friends out at CZ Welding and Fabrication. You won't go wrong. Dog boxes built by hunters for hunters. Get yours today. CZ Welding and Fabrication.
1: Yeah, it is different, you know, um, and that that sometimes comes in the form of a complaint. I think people want like they they, they expected that we took Facebook, colored it camo or hunter orange, and called it the day. But um, you can't out Facebook Facebook. You know, Facebook's been around. For almost twenty years now, and they've got sixty thousand employees, and they make twenty billion dollars a quarter. And you know, for us to go out and try to rebuild Facebook would have been foolish, because that's the surest way to kill your business, right? You got to have something unique about it. So we've tried to focus on things that you can't do with Facebook, and uh, a lot of the communities, like you just mentioned, Houndsman. I mean, my God, that the, we're blowing up on the Houndsman front right now because, like, what you said. A lot of the hound guys get attacked uh people don't like that they even if they treat and tree and free to bear they don't like that right like a, on a facebook or um you know a lot of these guys hunt uh, a mountain lion you know they'll use dogs to hunt mountain lions and that's a totally misunderstood thing people really outside of hunting really don't understand that so they'll attack these guys um, so you know there's audiences like trappers that uh, trappers are kind of up there with houndsmen and, and being really misunderstood for what they do. And so groups like that can find solace not only in finding a really active community of, of fellow houndsmen and trappers. Um, you can also use that near me feature and you can do it across the app. So we have uh, just to explain some functionality real quick as, as if you guys do pull out your app and kind of walk through it with me, you'll see, On the the bottom of the menu there's a home button trail mix post and shop so real quick I just want to talk through what that trail mix is when you follow something at the beginning when you sign up those are called trails right it's kind of our clever name for forums and so and when you tap on trail mix you can actually um, hit that near me button up at the top that's what you're talking about it's a little radar button up at the top and now all of the content you're gonna see is gonna be close to you And it's also filtered by everything that you follow because your trail mix is everything you follow. So that's pretty cool, right? Like I just pulled mine up and it's, uh, you know, I I follow everything because I like to see everything that's going on in the app. So I've got a ton of different content from people in Kentucky right now because that's where I am. So if I go into, let's just say uh, Houndsman because that's what was something you mentioned and a lot of your audience likes. So we've got 124,000 people that follow Houndsman and I can see who our top Houndsman guys are. Uh, You know, I can see uh, across all of these different names and I can go through. And when I first hit that, it's not near me. It's all the houndsman content. So I can see a lot of dogs, uh, you know, Ridge kids here showing off one of his his, his pups here and then all, all this stuff, right? So I hit near me though. And now what's really cool about this is I've got houndsman content from, I see Tennessee. I see Kentucky. You know, there's Chris Powell with Houndsman XP. I've got all these guys who are close to me that are using the platform and, and now the near me functionality, you know, I, that makes it more relevant for weather. It makes it more relevant for seasonality. So whatever the season is, you're if you're hunting or something, um, that feature is just, you can't do that anywhere. That's not something you can do on Facebook and, and you know, or any other platform that I'm aware of. So that's something really unique to go out. And we're really proud of that, to be able to re- unite people regionally like that.
0: Yeah, I really think it's a cool feature. One of the questions I got to ask when I reached out and said I was going to do this podcast was, and I know you've you done said that you're not recreating Facebook, and nor nor should you. But on Facebook, there's um, pages that can be mm-hmm. followed, and one in particular was um, the Unleash the Kraken. Uh, it's a coonhound page that. A lot of guy, English guys follow, and one of those guys said uh, he, his, his post got taken down from Facebook. And I, and I commented, hey, go over to Go Wild. You won't have to worry about that. And he said, um, so then me and him got the private messaging, and he said, well, I would, but we can't. Is there a way to create a group like that, or is it just in the houndsmen or, or in that type of platform?
1: That's a good question. So right now, there is no we, – we've done experiments with this. Um, I had a, I've had had groups come out and say, hey, I've got 200,000 people, and I want to come over to Go Wild. And we've done tests of it, man. And, and again, you're, you're kind of setting yourself up to compete with Facebook against that. Um, it's just not done well in the past. So we haven't expedited creating private groups like that. Uh, as a functionality that anybody can do. Again, we did this privately, like we created the group for that person. They promoted it for a month and you know, we, we, we haven't seen a tremendous lift from that. So um, it seems like one of those things that people talk about, but when we've tested it, it didn't perform very well for one reason or another. And unfortunately, we, you know, we operate fairly small. We've got a very small team. We're less than a dozen people. And so, you know, being able to replicate a big, robust feature like uh, Facebook groups is tough. Um, it doesn't mean that we're never going to do it. And it's just something like I would rather focus on things like the rewards, uh, things like the, the um, you know, the, getting more gear in the store it it just makes it really tough. Like if we were to spend the next six months replicating the Facebook feature that in our test hasn't done that great. Like, I don't really think that's going to be a needle mover for us in growth. Like it always, it seems like it would, but it it just hasn't when we've tried it.
0: Yeah. Well, again, nor should you try to uh, recreate Facebook. I mean, I've used it because that's what was there, but I have, uh, you know, and I have family out of state and they use it and they don't hunt. So I use it for those type of things. But for, you know, my hunting stuff, um, you know, I definitely I'm, I'm posting on Go Wild uh, about my podcast. I'm posting there. I'm also posting it over I've on got Facebook. got a lot of
1: podcasts. Yeah. Our, our podcast fanatics are, are the, it's, it, I've got to be one of the most active uh, places to talk about podcasts.
0: Yeah. It, and I just, I don't know. I think it's a good community. You got like-minded people sharing like-minded things or ideas and even asking uh you know questions uh in yep. there i i think that's uh that's a pretty cool thing and nobody's raking them over to the coals or telling them they're stupid or you know you shouldn't have shot that doe or whatever because I, I might might put a picture of a doe on there myself
1: <laughs> oh dude i mean I, i've posted does and i think one of my doe uh trophies that i put up was one of my most engaged uh posts i've done and not only do they not do that we don't allow it. Um, you know, we, we, it's kind of funny because in some ways we are an uncensored platform. You can say what you want. You can post what you want, uh, but there are some rules at play. And one of those rules is if you troll somebody for shooting something that was legal, we're going to delete you. Uh, you might get a warning. You might not. So, um, you know, we fully believe that one of the problems with hunting uh, overall and same for fishing, there's things in fishing we don't like, um, is, is how people treat newbies. And if a newbie posts that he's happy with a doe or a spike buck or whatever it is, you need to celebrate that, right? Like, that's good for hunting because we're bringing somebody else into the fold. Um, you know, so we, we really um, will crack down on people who are trolling like that. Uh, we have deleted people, and we do delete people for that. Um, you know, so, so it's, not a, uh, it's not an unpoliced platform.
0: Yeah, well... I can say so far I've enjoyed it. I've been inviting people, uh, using my code. Uh, I've been telling people about it. I've really enjoyed it. If you're listening to this, like I said, if you haven't done it already, just take a minute, pause it, download this from the app store. Um, I can post, I'll post my, my link on some different social media platforms. You can click on it and go, go through it that way, but either way, just download it. We can interact together there. I think it's a a great platform and a great future for, for hunters and fishermen alike for sure.
1: Yeah. And and likewise, if, uh, whenever anybody joins, we do things quite a bit differently. When you come into the platform, you're going to get messages from You know, my co-founder, Chris, from Erica, uh, who works for us here, and me. So I always tell people, let me know that you heard about us from this podcast. I like to say hi and just kind of know where people came from. Uh, Those messages are automated. I don't claim that they're not. But what's real is when I respond back. And I do respond back. Uh, Sometimes it takes a couple days because I get hundreds of these a day. Um, And I'll usually (laughs) sit down at night and, uh, you know, sit down in uh, four bed, spend an hour kind of going back and forth, people talking to people. And I love that. It's awesome. I love getting to talk to people. And uh, it's usually one of those things that, you know, talk about differentiators from Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg's never private message anybody, right? Like people are always really happy to uh, get the dialogue with the people that actually build the product, which is cool.
0: Well, I would definitely say that's how me and you started talking was, was through that. You, you automated that's message right. come through. I, I replied back. We talked about doing this with the podcast and I, I I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, I'm sure you get, like you said, hundreds of these a day for you to take the time to actually reply in yourself. I, I, I thought that was pretty cool and really, really shined a light on, on go wild for me. I had originally heard you on, uh ben Sheets' podcast and then with chris powell and i thought yep this is something i need to check out
1: yeah man for sure ben's a great guy ben came up to see us at the great american outdoor show we exhibited up there for the first time this year uh so anybody's up in pennsylvania we're coming back for 2023 despite the fact that i got the flu Braden got the flu (laughs) uh you know that that show was good to us we had a great time we'll be back up there next year um but but you know uh love connecting with people and you know i think most people find out that we're all just real guys and gals too you know we like to hunt we like to fish um we've got some fanatics across the board on that and and camping and everything you know um we don't we don't require anybody to do one of those things uh, specifically to work here but as you can imagine um the opportunity to do something you love in marketing maybe and you get to uh, do something in an industry that you would like to work in, like outdoor industry, you know, it draws a lot of people that have similar interests to the people on the platform.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's for sure. And that, that was, you know, that's kind of my, my deal behind this podcast is to bring people together that, I do, you know, do things like they do, coon hunting uh, at night, some type of hound stuff, and that's the reason why I wanted to have you on is because I think you have a good product there. I think just we got to get the word out to to people and share it, and you know, get people over there and interacting, so so it can can grow. And I, I'm sure since it being on Houndsman XP, I'm sure y'all have seen an explosion in that area. I would I would assume anyway. And yeah.
1: Uh, Chris's podcast, it it blew up. Uh, people, um, that's probably the honestly out of all the podcasts I've done over the years, it's probably the most uh, the strongest reaction that we've ever seen.
0: Yeah, well, I know Chris and them have a lot of people listen there. They're kind of the uh, old school guys of of the hounds type podcast out there. So um, I know a lot of people people listening. And I like I said, I'd heard you on Ben Sheets, and I thought I don't know what this is, and then all of a sudden I hear you on the housing xp and i thought okay i need to check this out see, see what this is and, and like i said after i got over there messing with it it took a time or two you know of trying to get get your feelers around it and understand it but you know after you get to messing with it i, I really enjoy i really enjoy you know interacting with the people there and uh, me and ben sheets private me- there's a private message uh thing if if you're listening and you didn't know that, you can private message just like you can on any other social media. Me and Ben Sheets private message uh, back and forth quite a bit over there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of, you know, I, 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 I kind of mentioned that, uh, that that we don't do some of the things on Facebook. I think people are going to be really interested in the things that we do that they don't. You know, that reward system is awesome. We have a trophy system that, you know, it asks you for all your data that from, like, uh what what species of animal was it how did you capture it and you know part of the feedback or part of the cool thing is we get feedback from people and we execute it you know when after chris's podcast or maybe it's ben's i don't remember um we got a bunch of houndsman guys and they said hey uh the only option on a bear is that i I killed it and a lot of times the bears are treated freed and i'd like to have that as an option so guess what we added treat and freed as an option and it's probably one of the most popular trophies being logged right now and so so you know we're really receptive to the feedback of the community and i think that also makes us pretty unique uh in that you know you can actually uh request a trophy and it gets done within a couple weeks usually um you know we're we're really responsive and trying to build what the community wants which again that's part of why we haven't done groups it's like people a few people have told us they want that but then when we've tried it it hasn't worked so we've focused on the things like the rewards that are hugely popular um you know we are constantly getting asked to add more gear um, which we're, we're going to be at four times the amount of gear that we're at right now later this year so we're, we're really doubling down on trying to do those efforts and you know those are what make it special as a platform but the community itself is the most special thing you know getting to interact with people who are just like you
0: yeah for sure and and I was going to say that on the gear um, is there a way they just send a direct message if they have a suggestion on something I know you can't get everything but uh, if they had a suggestion for like in in the hounds world um, I know there's like some Garmin stuff on there but like you know some of the Dan's briarware the the some of the Southside side briarware stuff like that is there a way that they could send that in to you
1: yeah, if they actually the best person on Go Wild to message that to is Jake Knight, um, and you'll see him when you search for him. Uh, I think there's a couple of Jacobs on there, but he's um, you, you, I think he's got his bio has been with Go Wild, or they can send it to me, Brad Luttrell. You know, again, they're gonna get an, a message from me. Uh, but the uh, the best thing to do is just ask us for the brand, and then we'll look into it. Um, I will say it's one thing to add a trophy, but some you know the brands we have to get their buy-in too, and the, there's a lot of uh, co- cooperation that has to happen to make it happen. It's usually not a quick switch, but what it does is if I get five guys who ask for you know Dave's Duck Calls in a week, then I'm gonna call Dave at Dave's Duck Calls and try to figure out how to sell his product, right? If we get one every quarter, it's not enough traction. A lot of times they'll be like, well, we'd like to, but we've got 40 people asking for this product over here. Uh, we're going to go with that instead so like definitely volume helps keeping our attention on this kind of stuff
0: yeah so you hear it there if you have a product out there send it in to them let them know what it is but you know tell your buddies get on there and, and interact and send it in so we can build that uh shopping area up over there for for the houndsman with the stuff that that we need also because honestly it's it's a great platform I, I really do uh really do enjoy it I, I have enjoyed it since i've been on it and uh, i really like seeing those points climb it's like a game to me almost to see it yeah. see them points climb up there
1: yeah it's fun man
0: Hey guys, this is Jason over at the Coon Home Collective Podcast. I'm here today to tell you about one of our sponsors, Conkeys Outdoors. Whether you need a few dog collars or the whole setup, they can fix you up. They have a wide range of products from hound hunting to fishing. My friends over at Conkeys Outdoors can help you out. You can order online at conkeysoutdoors.com. Call them at 904-692-1568, 904-692-1568. Or if you're in the Haston, Florida area, go buy and see them. Again, that's at conkeysoutdoors.com because we support support people who support our way of life all right well before we've been at it right at 30 minutes before i let you go do you have any type of hunting i know you don't coon hunt but do you have any type of hunting story that you could share with us funny or serious i I usually end a podcast with that
1: uh, dude, I've got tons of hunting stories and most of them are like the sorrowful, embarrassing kind, which I think are kind of the most fun. It's one, everybody tells all the big buck stories. So I'm going to tell you one that's horribly embarrassing. Um, the, <laughs> this is my deer season last year, okay? Um, I normally like to get out, hang cameras, scout, and do all that stuff. And uh, you know, one of the funniest things about running a tech company in the outdoor space now is that I haven't been able to do that as much anymore. Um, you know, uh, the, the days, and plus I've had, uh, more kids since before I started this, I've, I've, I've got a, uh, a whole basketball team over at my house now. So we, we've got three kids and, uh, it's just a lot, right? So I didn't get out to scout as much last year as I wanted to, but in one of my first times out with my bow, I saw a, what I thought was a really big 10 point. And I was like, yeah, that's a great deer. I'll go for that deer. So, you know, I spent The whole season before rifle opener watching deer that were not that big 10 point and i'm passing on eight points and i'm passing on uh little little prong four points and um a lot of those coming through and part of me really just enjoys hunting and i never want it to be over and um i've done that in the past where i pass on deer and you end up regretting it right when the season comes around to the end and uh, I, this, this kind of shaped up to be one of those years. Um, so I, uh, all year long had been, all season long, I was seeing this little spike uh, come through and his antlers were so small that imagine, um, you know, tips smaller than your pinky, but then also laying flat against his head. It's the most bizarre looking thing. Uh, I've never seen a, a deer with such tiny antlers. At that point, you know, usually a spike buck, you're talking, uh, you know, at least three or four inches, and th- these were just very tiny, uh, toothpick-like antlers. And I, I passed on that deer six times uh, w- last year, and I passed on that eight point a couple times, and um, I had multiple times of seeing the uh, the big deer uh, from a distance. It was too far to shoot with a bow. Well. All seasons going and I've got great deer activity and I'd been moving around a lot and trying to stay mobile uh with different stands or and hunting from the ground and whatnot. And rifle season rolls in and I go out and um hunted from a spot that I'd never rifle hunted. It's a really great bow stand spot, but I'd been seeing good activity. So I go down in this little uh creek bed, you know, a lot of the guys out west would call it a draw uh, or, or, or drainage. And um, I'm kind of hunting in this spot, and I hunt there all day and seeing deer. I uh, didn't see anything more shoot or that I wanted to shoot. And I heard so many shots, though. Um, and so I I, I didn't want to blow out the deer on my walkout because where I was coming from, I wanted to have just a little bit of light left that I, I didn't have to use my flashlight and I could see. So shooting light was uh, pretty much winded down, and I left with like 10 extra minutes to go. And so I start, I get out of this tree stand, I was using an old climber and I've got a bunch of gear cause it's an all day sit. So I had uh, you know, my bag was kind of heavy and I walk out and I'm huffing and puffing and uh, I walk up this hill and I wouldn't, I wouldn't like not, I wouldn't been loud, but I wasn't really particularly been super quiet either. I walk up and I look up and there's the 10 point standing there looking at me and it's just over this hill. And I can see the, his back and his neck, and then he's got that big wide rack looking at me and I pull my rifle up just instinctively. And I'm sitting there, <gasps> you know, I'm like huffing, it's hot. And, uh, I'm, I'm like, okay. Um, I don't feel comfortable taking the 70 yard shot because gonna have to be a neck shot on this deer. And, um, I kind of think through it and I decide to pass. I'm like, I'm, I'm standing upright, nothing to put this gun on. It's a 70 yard shot um i haven't shot this i've shot this rifle stable enough but i'm just not comfortable with the shot i didn't think it was ethical plus if i shot this thing it was going to be an all night trying to find it right um so i'm like this is a good thing he lived through opening day of deer season and i heard like 100 shots in the morning just before 8 a.m even it was crazy and and so i'm like he lived this is great i'm coming back out here tomorrow so I, I let him go he takes off and it, what's funny is if i had waited until shooting light uh the end of shooting light there's a chance he would have walked right by my stand because that's where he was headed and so i leave come back the next day and i I've, I've got that deer in my mind he, i he, he's exactly what i'm looking for um and i get out i walk a mile back out to my other stand uh the change stands for one reason or another i can't remember it might have been the wind or something and um i got out there really early to make sure i had time to settle and get quiet and i see another hunter walk in you know probably 200 yards away into the property that i'm looking at because i'm hunting kind of close to the property line probably 150 yards from the property line and he's 200 yards when he walks in and so i make a mental note not that i would shoot into somebody else's property anyways but just extra safety like okay somebody's definitely hunting over there I can't, you know, I won't even take, uh, not that I, again, not that I would, but like, you're not shooting that direction. And so, uh, that morning I had do some does and fawns moving around or, or you know, kind of like yearlings walking around. And, uh, and then I, I saw, um, this eight point come out and I'm like, oh, that's the, the eight point that I, um, saw the other day during both season and passed on and he came out walking funny and, you know, tines are a funny thing, right? You see them from one angle and they look huge. Well, this deer had turned his head towards me, if I can make that make sense. He's at 110 yards when he walks out of this this field. And his his head, I can see the top of his head. Uh, He's got it turned to the side so I can see the top of it. And so these tines don't look particularly long. And he walks five yards like that. It's kind of weird. And um, where he's coming out, I told you I can't shoot in one particular part. I've only got about 15 yards to make a decision here. And he covers five with his head down uh or crooked weird and then he stops and stands it up straight and i realized it's the 10 point and then i had screwed up um and so i pull up but by the time i'm ready to take the shot this deer is over the hill and it goes out of sight and i hear a shot and i'm like i just screwed that up i've been hunting that deer all season and i watched him walk over the hill and get killed so I'm sitting there, man, and if anybody's ever been through something like this where you've seen the deer you're chasing, I've had this happen a couple times, but this was the worst of it. Because usually you'll, I'll see them on somebody else's property and then hear the shot. Because I, I swear out where I hunt, it's just people, like, it's crawling with hunters on opening weekend, right? Yeah, I'm super pressured. Um, so I'm sitting there kicking myself. And, I mean, I'm, I'm like, horrifically pissed. I mean, I am I am so mad at myself that I didn't shoot. Because the thing that made me mad wasn't that I – was after this deer? I'm like, it's second day of, of uh, gun season in, in this county where everything gets shot. Like, why were you being picky? That was what I was mad about myself. I was like, that would have been a really good deer anyways if it had been the eight point. Why were you being picky? You're so stupid. You know, you just kind of start beating yourself up. So it starts getting cold. It's raining. I sit there for four hours miserable. And I i mean, it is like 38 degrees and raining is the worst, like pretty much my worst favorite, my worst conditions I can imagine. Because I, I'd rather it just be like 31 degrees and snow at that point. Um, but I'm getting wet. I'm getting my face is getting windburn. Um, I'm sulking in, in my misery here. And then um, I decide, I'm like, well, I'm shooting the first thing that walks out. I'm going to shoot the first doe that walks out of here. And then I'll try to come back and find another buck. And so four hours passes and a a deer walks out of the, where that other deer had gone down. And I checked three times with my rifle scope, looking at it, uh, you know, look through the scope. Nope, no, no, no antlers. Look through the scope, no antlers. But it was super windy. And uh, this deer is moving quick. And it's, as I said, it's a short gap to, from where he came from to where he's headed uh, or she. she. And uh, so I'm like, that's a doe. We got confirmed doe, all right? So um, I'm, I tried to bleat and stop her uh, just to give her enough distraction to kind of slow down. And um, it wasn't working. So finally I just go, Meh! and I shouted. I mean, it was like just a straight up shout to try to get this animal to stop. And it works. And I shoot 110 yards. Uh, I could tell uh, it was a small deer. So I was trying not to blow out the shoulder and I put it a little far back trying to save the meat. Uh, and, and just in all the madness, I was like, I feel like that might've been a little far back, but I don't know. Um, so anyways, I, deer runs off, obviously wounded. um, long story short, I had a hard time finding this deer. Um, it ran down into this really thick stuff. It went about 200 yards before I found it. And I I had no blood trail at first. It took me a while to find it. But then when I found it, I, I got into a good blood trail, find the deer. I walk up and I'm, I'm looking at this doe and. Uh, you know, I'm like, okay, this ended up being a good day. I got meat in the freezer. I've still got my buck tag. I'll come back and find another good, well, there's eight points out here. There's going to be a good deer come by. And, uh, I had a, just a private respectful moment that I wouldn't have even told anybody about. I just said, thank you, girl, or something like that. And, you know, just kind of sitting there by myself, being grateful for this animal I just killed. And I roll her head up to look at her and I, I, will be damned if it wasn't that spike. And I shot the little toothpick spike and (laughs) words were said that we probably shouldn't say on this podcast but i was so mad all over again because i just kentucky you only get one buck tag and so i just cast out my buck tag on this little little bitty deer and uh i i was so mad at myself and it was funny i got a picture and it's actually on my go wild profile uh one of my more recent trophies if not my most recent um you can see when this deer's ears are up you can't see those antlers and so Kentucky's rule, I think is one inch If you know, if you basically can hang a keyring on it, it counts as a, uh, an antler. And so if it had been a button buck, I would have been better off. But uh, I, I cashed out my tag. Uh, I learned a lesson. I've got that deer's head in my freezer and I keep saying, I'm going to clean it up and make a, a mount that says like all decisions have consequences or something like that. And I'm going to put it on like this giant oversized board with this little bitty skull uh, basically reminding myself to be patient. Cause the th- funny thing is, I've now learned when I'm trying to save my buck tag, I'll never ever shoot a doe first at 110 yards. First of all, cause it's way too far to be trying to see if it had spikes or not. Um, but what was very redeeming about go wild is at first, you know, uh, on opening day, you're seeing everybody with these big bucks that they shot. And I'm like, man, I want to get a buck. And, um, but what, what was great was I posted this deer and I, I told this horrific story on our podcast uncensored. And, uh, I had so much good feedback from people that said, I've done that. And so they, they said, you know, I, I actually had, uh, I felt better about it because I felt so stupid, dude, especially, you know, I'm like, man, all these people expect me to be a good hunter because I'm, I'm the CEO of Go Wild, right? Like they want to see me doing cool stuff. Uh, they don't want to be like, oh, that's the idiot that shot the spike. Uh, but actually I ended up getting really, uh, I felt really redeemed by the audience on Go Wild saying like, hey man, that's cool. We've all been there. so. Uh, kind of a fun way that go out actually affected my real life you know uh, of just making me feel better about a really dumb decision I made
0: well I I can say we've all been there for sure (laughs) but hey that's the way that's the way it is sometimes but uh, well we've been at it about mm, 41, 42 minutes so uh, I don't want to hold you up anymore and I got to get out here and get some grass cut my crew's probably going to be jumping up and down so
1: uh, oh man I get it Appreciate you having me on and, and, you know, if anybody who wants to join, you can go to download dot or we're in both the app stores. So, uh, check us out. All
0: right. Well, thank you, Brad. We appreciate you being on the Coonhound Collective podcast and we're going to get out here and mow some grass today. Thank you.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Yes, sir.
0: Thanks, guys, for listening to the Coonhound Collective podcast today. We really appreciate you taking your time out of your day to listen to the podcast. If you don't mind, head over to Facebook and give us a like, and head over to Instagram and give us a follow. It's both at The Coonhound Collective. Also, if you would like to reach us here at The Coonhound Collective, you can reach us at Collective at gmail.com. If there's someone that you would like to hear on the podcast or a product that you would like to hear talked about, please send it to the Collective
1: at gmail.com. Thanks, again. Have a great day.